Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing doing well. Much better than last week. A bit hot last week. Very glad to hear it. And in fact, it's so unhot in the week that's passed, I'm going to shut the window. Ooh. It's been right. open for a full week. And it's probably cooled down. Yeah. yeah. Someone's fired up. What sounds like a circular saw. Ah, delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, I'm recovering from COVID and it's been all right. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Brilliant. Well, should we jump straight in to do some some spoilering? Yeah, maybe you've got a disclaimer you want to let folks know about. I cannot wait to do it. (laughs) Just let everyone know once again that we are recording this without necessarily having seen all the spoilers that have come out. So if we don't mention or are, are ignorant of interactions with cards that have already been uh, spoiled by other content creators, then please forgive us. We just with the, the scale of the number of spoilers coming, it's impossible for us to keep up to date with a pre-recorded podcast. I thought you were going to say we're just normal podcasters, just, just, normal, <laughs> just innocent podcasters, just innocent podcasters. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And if you're going, wait, spoilers? What? You might have missed that there's a Scarlet Keys preview season happening across lots of content creators. Take a look in the show notes. You can find a link to a document that says all of the upcoming previews and also records past previews. So if you want to catch up on who's announced what when, you can do that there. Right. Let us dive into our next card. This is a neutral card. We haven't had a neutral card for a good long while. When was the last neutral card we had? Don't, don't test me like that. I, I can't, no I can't remember us doing... <laughs> Ever. Maybe not. Maybe this is a cast first. It's exciting. Could be. I'll stop interrupting this now. is Tool Belt. A two-cost, <gasps> zero-XP asset with a willpower icon, item and clothing treating. Now, now before you go on, right, I'm just going to say, having watched some of the past spoilers come out, mm-hmm. people are going to be losing their minds with just the name of this. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who have preconceptions of what this card should do. So yes. it's with this heavy sense of trepidation that Frank can press on into the, the card text. <laughs> Each attached asset takes up no slots and its text box is treated as if it were blank, except for traits. Free trigger, exhaust tool belt, choose one. Attach a tool asset in your play area to tool belt. Switch a tool asset in your play area with an attached asset or detach an attached asset and it takes up the body slot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? It's like with L. Rubash that we mentioned in a previous episode. I really like that the actual ability, the exhaust ability, has loads of op- options and flexibility. If you only have one tool... You can attach it or detach it. You don't need anything else. If you have two, you can just switch them. Or you can put one on or you can take one off. Lots of options. Each attached asset basically is invisible. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't take off any slots and they just sit there, not doing anything. So you have a space. Basically, your body slot can hold as many as you want. It doesn't have a limit, does it? No, no, absolutely not. You can put as many tools as you want in there. In your tool belt. Yeah. <laughs> the 100 tool tool belt. So yeah, that's where I've gone to with that. What do I think? 
I only rarely run things like Bandelier. So I'm not... Normally, I just know what my slots are and don't worry about extra slots. Yeah. But I know people do go wild for extra slots and like thinking about extra slots as well. And I would add that I've slowly come around to playing lots of backpack level two, which I think is great to have lots of cards on one card. Yes. So I'm getting there in terms of liking this sort of effect. How about you, Peter? What a couple of things spring to mind. I think I like it. I think the difficulty is the situation it doesn't help you in is if you want to hold two weapons and a tool. Mm -hmm. In that case, you would need something like Bandelier, right? Yeah, yeah. The fact that 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 combination of things and Bandelier doesn't see a huge amount of play, I don't think, Mm -hmm. that indicates that that might not be a requirement people need. Mm. I guess the question is, who uses this? And what do they use it for? The difficult answer that question. (laughs) We need to think about what tools there are. Yes. So I've taken a look. At the time of recording, there are twenty-four tools spread across: Survivor, Seeker, Neutral, Rogue. Are there any Guardian tools? Oh yeah, the Riot Whistle. How could I forget? And uh, and Guardian. No Mystic tools at all. And they're things like the old keyring, magnifying glass, the riot whistle, as I mentioned, Marinus compass, the cryptographic cipher, Hawkeye folding camera, flashlight is a tool, ice pick is a tool, uh, the shovel, the lantern, chainsaw is a tool, as well as a weapon. And then there's a couple of investigators that have tool signatures, namely Daniela and Silas. Yes. Net is a tool. Oh, that's interesting. Harpoon. Yeah. And... The wrench is a tool and not a weapon, importantly. Yes. And then we've also seen two tools so far in the previews. The yes. Thieves' Kit, yes. which was previewed by Mythos Busters, and the Pocket Multi-Tool, which was previewed by Los Archivos de Arkham. Yes. So two more tools, one in Seeker, well, one in Survivor, one in Rogue. So because of what I mentioned, I sort of feel there are two types of deck where this works well. The first mm-hmm. is where you have a... Sorry, there's two situations where it works well. The first is where you have a weapon that's a tool. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there is actually a few of those, having looked at the list you sent. So yeah. the sledgehammer, the... Well, the ice pick's not really a weapon. Mm-hmm. Fire extinguisher. Fire three, extinguisher, yeah. yeah. The shovel and the chainsaw. Is the shovel a weapon? No. Uh, shovel is a weapon, yeah. Item tool, weapon yeah. really. But it's not a great weapon. But but mainly chainsaw, which is really nice because chainsaw takes two hand slots. Mm, mm-hmm. It does. So the two hand slots do make it awkward. So say you're carrying two other tools. Yeah. You'll need to swap one into your tool belt one turn or put one into your tool belt one turn. And then the next turn, you'll need to swap the other tool for the chainsaw. This was going to be my second criticism, but I'll come back to that in a minute. So I think... In a deck which uses tools both for fighting and for other stuff, and a deck which uses tools like disposably, so the the two that spring to mind would be lantern and, and the shovel, shovel both of yeah. both of which have a level two version. Mm-hmm. They you can you can discard them for a particular effect. So having yeah. those in your tool belt means you could swap one out and then use it straight away. 
or swap yeah. something that you've got in your hands that you want more permanently into your belt, swap it out, and then boom, away yeah. you go. The downside of the shovel and lantern is you want to play them and then they might just be taking up a hand slot waiting until yes. you use the discard ability. Yeah. And you could be using their other abilities, but like you said, they're not sort of top tier abilities. So fighting with the shovel, it's just plus two combat, no extra damage. And investigating with the lantern, it's just minus one shroud. That's okay, but ideally you're playing those cards for the other ability. Yeah. So I might have a deck where I've got, say, you know, the ice pick or a flashlight or something in one hand that I'm using quite a lot, or my fire extinguisher to help me fight. And then I play the shovel, but I've got another... I'd say I've got a shovel and a lantern in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I can play the shovel, put it in my belt, play the lantern, and also put that into my belt. And then mm-hmm. if I need to use either the action abilities, it's free trigger to bring it back into my hand and then pop it, assuming that I've got a hand free. This illustrates to me one of the other criticisms I have of things that give you more slots for things, mm-hmm. and they start to become action-intensive quickly. Yes. So to start using the tool belt, I need to have played... Three at least three hands worth of assets and every tool takes up a hand slot or two hand slots just as a little point yeah. to focus on apart from the riot whistle and the quick draw holster <laughs> just looking <laughs> through the list quickly um, yes they all take up hand slots otherwise so I'm going to have to play two hand slots worth of stuff and play the tool belt and then play another hand slots worth of stuff so that's four actions plus the resources to do it, just to start getting the use. So I really want it to work in a way that, yeah, I'm juggling them. And that means I need to find the right tools to be juggling. So maybe that is a combination of cards, some cards that are helping me investigate or doing something like that, but then also a tool that I'm going to fight with, like the wrench or like, I don't know, even say the sledgehammer that then comes out when I need it. I think... What would add to the utility a lot is potentially an upgrade which doesn't exhaust when you use it or has some mm. way of giving giving you a free use a turn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bit like, uh, I won't say because it's a spoiler card, but it's, it's a story card, sorry. But if you had like, say, three charges on it and then you could either exhaust it or use a charge to do the switch. Okay, yeah. Something like that, just to give you the extra utility for a, for a fast like double charge or triple charge in a t- mm. charge mm. change <laughs> in a turn. <laughs> if you if you had a lot of juggling of assets to do, I think that would be that would be really really strong. Yeah, that'd be great. So or stronger. Joe oh, yeah. has the the detective cult 1911s, and that says up to two tool assets you control do not take up hand slots. Mm-hmm. But that's that he basically just gives you two hand slots if you've played his signature. I don't think there's actually much interplay with the tool belt in Joe. Mm-hmm. It's almost too many slots at that point. But I think it's worth <laughs> mentioning. It's basically the only time we've seen tool mentioned. And then the other thing to add, of course, is that Crafty that came out in Edge of the Earth focuses on insight, tool, and trick. Yeah. And it gives you two resources that replenish each round to pay for them and also to spend to get skill value what, what are the skill test on what that. are the classes on crafty again sorry remind me it is seeker rogue survivor man i could see you know what i could see frank ask mm-hmm. me go on what could you see peter i could see this fitting into a yorick deck quite well mm. mm-hmm. and i know people like active desperation combo <laughs> yorick yeah and like yeah. hurling chainsaws around every turn 
But this mm-hmm. this could mean that you do the chainsaw is a tool, so it fits back in your belt. So you could run Yorick with the chainsaw with ice picks, and then with something like a shovel or a lantern as well. Yeah, yeah. Together with the money from Crafty, potentially too Crafty, mm-hmm. that becomes like like a pretty reliable cycle of assets coming in and out and tools going into your belt and you can keep lots in your hands Mm -hmm. yeah the reason you wouldn't want to do the kind of tool thing with the chainsaw is obviously it takes two hands so it's going to bump anything else out yeah but of course if you've got the tool belt down and you've just played a shovel and you've not yet got that clue that you want you're like okay i'll put the shovel in my belt and i can replay the chainsaw when i kill this enemy and I'm not losing anything for that. It just allows it allows you to fool around a bit more with your hand slots, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And popping the ice picks in there as well feels nice. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hands. So is if there, you want is there a even a double window? hand and two single, sorry, gone. You could play Act of Desperation. You can cut all this out if you want, Frank. Okay. Play Act of Desperation. Discard the chainsaw, but then put into play from your tool belt an ice pick level 3, exhaust it for a stat boost and discard that for extra damage as well, couldn't you? Yeah, well, yeah. And that gives you, that'll give you three, that'll give you four resources and if you kill the enemy, one of those assets is coming back. Nice. Mm. That's very nice. Yeah. 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 You, you throw the chainsaw and as the chainsaw spinning through the air... Pull out an ice pick and throw that as well. Slung the ice pick <laughs> behind. It's nice. It's the classic shooting the bullets from the gun and then throwing the gun. <laughs> What about the Thieves Kit, which has been previewed, and the Pocket Multi-Tool? Right. Are they tools that we want the tool belt to help us have? Yes. Help me with this one. Do you actually want me to help, or is this a preamble to you tell me? No, 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 I'm asking you. Well, in my opinion, the Thieves Kit is exactly the kind of thing that I think tool belt helps with. And actually, I would like to see something like the tool belt for some of the other basic actions, maybe an evade or a fight action as well. Because what that lets right. you do is mm. the, the, the multi-tool feels like something you probably want in play most of the time because it's more opportunistic. Yeah, Thieves kit is something you could you could plan to use that turn if you had, say, one that lets you fight and one let, that lets you investigate, you could keep swapping those two in and out the tool belt. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. You see where I'm going with this? Uh, fight using agility, is that what you mean? Sort of yeah, d- yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, a, I don't know, like a, a smoke bomb or, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. powder kit you can blow blow into your enemy's eyes or something like that. Yeah, ah, uh, enemies turned up, I'll switch, switch the thieves kit onto my tool belt and pull out the smoke bomb, deal with the enemy. And then, uh, okay, I need to investigate now. Switch back. Exactly that kind of thing. I, I think that's the kind of, and to an extent, that works with lockpicks as well. You could do, you could, what you could do. Here's another one for you. I've got a lot of people have been saying, do I use lockpicks or do I use thieves kit? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying this. You could, you could have both, and then just keep one in the belt. Swap the mm. lockpicks in for the one investigator turn. And then swap it back for the thieves kit. Yeah. And then every every turn you start with a different one in play. So first action I have a lock picks. I get a nice juicy fat investigate to throw all of my all in and yeah. um, momentum and all <laughs> that kind of thinking. crap. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that all goes there, and then I swap them, and the rest of my turn I can use thieves kit with a, a good but not as great uh, investigate value, and I get some resources as well. So that's that seems quite nice. 
At the time of recording, people might not know what Thieves Kit does. It's a three-cost asset. It has six supplies. You spend a supply and investigate, and you may use agility instead of intellect for the investigation. And if you succeed, you gain a resource. So unlike Lockpicks, which combines the stats, it just gives you a straight-up swap if you want it. It's a rogue card. So I guess maybe you want to run it in Winnie, use your five agility. You could use this in Jack. Yeah. He's he's rogue rogue zero as well. You could also put two lockpicks in it as well. Just swap your lockpicks around. Yeah. So you get yeah, more, yeah. more than one trigger a turn. That's for me, yeah, that's where I come back to sort of not stuck on, but it's it's tricksy where you need probably two tools and then another thing. Mm-hmm. And of course actually where that makes more sense is in solo, where one of your hands might be holding a weapon. Mm-hmm. And then you might have an investigation tool, whether that's a lockpick or a magnifying glass or a cryptographic cipher and tools. And then maybe, yeah, you want a third. Yeah. I like the idea that, yeah, you could have two lockpicks and you're not saying I'm giving up my entire hand. They essentially store, they cover one hand slot then. You're giving up your body slot as a hand slot. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems that Rogue and Survivor have the best, the best pool of cards to put into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then again, I don't necessarily think it needs many tools overall. Like, it could be three different tools that you have five copies of, you know what I mean? Or six copies of. Yeah. So I yeah. have two each of three different tools. It doesn't need that many different tools for you to have a lot of tools in your deck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think where I'm ending up on, which is, I guess, a bit of a repeat of what you're saying... Is almost like you have your bread and butter tool, <laughs> yeah. Not 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 literally, but yeah, that sits around, and you don't want that bumped for some more situational tools. That and could the tool be like can then help multi tool, yeah, potentially. Exactly, multi tool sits in play most of the time. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to suddenly play something that's bumping it, or I want to play two shovels in quick succession, I can just slot the multi tool onto the tool belt do the shovel stuff and then get rid of it and then bring the multi-tool back. Or if I've played the shovel and I don't actually need it, I can swap the multi-tool back for a future turn and I continue getting the little boosts from the multi-tool, which is lovely. Yeah. And then back it goes. Particularly, multi-tool is a customizable card. You could have put 10 XP into the multi-tool. That's not a card you want to just be bumping when your hand slots run out. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. extra nice to keep it there. I think I agree with you. And I think the shovel and the lantern, I've always kind of liked them, but I've mm. never been impressed actually using them. Mm. I don't know whether your experience is any different in solo, but I think maybe something like this actually makes them quite a bit more appealing. The difficulty, mm-hmm. of course, is going to be finding this card and putting it in play before you do any of these shenanigans. It's item traded, so. Is it tool you belt? Find it tool with your traded. backpack? Yeah, tool belt is item clothing. Oh, it doesn't. It so doesn't have tool itself yeah i guess you find it with your backpack and then play it yeah is there a bob tool deck here well this was one of my first ideas wasn't it Mm. you just keep replaying those shovels and those lanterns yeah he has the extra action to play items he might be upgrading into lockpicks yeah or i guess maybe taking thieves kit Mm, no not thieves kit his intellect is higher than his agility but yeah, you might be running lockpicks. And actually, in Bob, you might want lockpicks, but you might find your hands quite contested because you're playing lots of items. So having the toolkit as a way of 
storing things that you don't want to lose as you're doing that is no bad thing. And you made just, I guess, a final thing. When I said that Silas's net is a tool, you went, hmm. Is there any leeway in that? that you maybe keep the, le- the net on the tool belt until uh, yeah. you need it? Maybe. I mean, if you're using something like a chainsaw in Silas, mm-hmm. then maybe you do that. I really like Silas's two assets. Harpoon. Yeah, Harpoon, especially. Harpoon. It mm. feels really, really fun. I like getting triggers off that. It's a shame that's also not a not a tool. Yeah, yeah. I guess in Silas, you could be running Harpoon and Net and Flashlight and using Flashlight to be getting clues for, you know, two shroud locations so that he can just get them easily. Or maybe the Mariner's Compass as well if he's doing that. So, yeah, you want the harpoon in play. You sometimes want the net in play, but you don't always want it in play. So you've got the tool belt and your net and then your investigation tool are the things you're swapping. I like that. I can see that. Only thing this doesn't work with is the quick draw holster, which also takes up the body slot. <laughs> I think yeah. there's no way, there's no double body oh, investigating yeah. it. I don't think there's anyone. No, there's not. And I also don't think anyone's. That would be an interesting investigator. Could it be a like a set of twins? Yeah, or well, just a really big a Hank Sampson if he's just really big. Maybe, yeah, yeah, could be. But like, imagine like twins and their ability is they have four hand slots and I don't know, no arcane slots but two body slots. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they can pick themselves as. Whenever you've got to choose another investigator, they can pick themselves. They can pick themselves. That'd be great. But... <laughs> so stand together, you can trigger off yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. The twins. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've, I've got that on, on record now. Right. So if it appears, it was my idea. Let's take five seconds now and imagine that we've finished recording. Yes. Any other thoughts coming up for you about Tool Belt? Um, you mean like what Maybe. happened last week? Yeah, exactly. Anything you want to say? <laughs> off the air we're not recording now Peter just anything slyly that comes to mind I don't know I don't know I think I think it's nice but I don't think it quite hits the spot at being like amazing mm. in terms of tool management mm-hmm. it would be great if there was just a little bit of extra spice on it like some a skill boost for using tools or like I say if you if you could do swaps in succession Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they don't like 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 it's so. so oh, for example, it's a free action to move one onto the t- the tool belt, but the box isn't blank, so you could only move one onto it a turn. But once it's on there, you can use all the tools you've got on there. Maybe that's too good because that's then mm-hmm. unlimited extra hand slots. Yeah, yeah, but just something something a little bit extra, I think, would have would have yeah. really like nailed it for me. And we've toyed with the idea of it being essentially one extra hand slot, but it's good to remember this does have unlimited slots. So you could, yeah. in theory, have a bunch of different tools that you end up just loading onto the tool belt. And then, yeah, it's real toolboxy style of play, isn't it? If you've got a shovel on there and a mariner's compass and a lockpick, so I don't know who this investigator is, but you can then tailor what you really need for this immediate situation. Okay, I'll pull this out. And yeah. out it comes and you use it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think where I'm getting to, I'm going to see if I can even put this into words. This doesn't feel like it's a universal card that everyone's running, but it feels like those people for whom 
tools might be the things in their hands and they might want three things. This fits really nicely. So that example you gave of two lockpicks on there, I really like that as a way of, particularly in solo actually, exhaust lockpicks in one location, get a clue, move. You're just you're just motoring. You're really set up. You just need to finish the scenario. You use the tool belt to get the other lockpicks out and investigate another location. You've cleared two locations in the turn. On you go. Yeah. I think that's really nice. Really nice. I can hear that the listener who might just say, well, why don't you just have two lockpicks in play? Why do you need the tool belt? This allows you to have a weapon as well of some sort. Or, you know... <laughs> Doesn't even need to be a weapon. A tome or something could be your other hand. Who knows what you're also holding? But it just it just means that you can do the two lockpicks thing, and that's not the only thing you can do. Hey, you could have damning testimony in your other hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that, that won't go on the tool belt. And I th- I think the other thing is I don't know. There's rumours we might be seeing more tool assets coming in this expansion anyway. So yeah, this is maybe one that's going to be easier to examine once we've seen all. The full set. It's a time for you to repeat your disclaimer, I think. Uh, exactly, yeah. We don't know what else has been spoiled, and we don't know what else is coming in the set. So, um, yeah, yeah. Con- consider that when, <laughs> when, when determining the warmness of our takes. Yeah, well, and hey, when we first look the set, if we first look the set, it might be worth us just lingering on the tool belt and going, ah, if only we knew now what we know. If only we knew then what we know now. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, this was our card announcement for Arkham Horror the Card Game. Thanks to FFG for sending it to us. You can get in touch with us. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans, and Patreon. Thank you to all our wonderful patrons, and thank you for everyone who's been getting behind this spoiler season. It's been super exciting. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.